is episode 8, February 8, with your host, Midnight Token. Today, I'm doing a lot of research on banking. Banking is going to be an interesting situation coming up. We have to figure out as businesses a way to um, deal in non-cash, to write checks, to, to pay payroll, to pay our taxes. Right now, um, as far as taxes go, we have to take cash to Anchorage. That's what we're doing. I think they said we can mail cash to Anchorage. I don't know if that's a money order or what exactly. I, I guess so. I'm not sure. It's very confusing to me. But what I wanted to do is get into a little bit of why banking is is so difficult here. So what we have is that it's not federally legal cannabis. So the Department of Justice has said banks cannot deal in anything cannabis related. Um, Federal law prevents banks from touching funds that would aid in a bet of money laundering. Taking funds from an illegal, federally illegal uh, business and turning them into clean assets through electronics. Um, We have this Bank Secrecy Act which banks must report any violation. Even though it's not a state violation, it's a federal violation. So they still would have to report it. Um, We even have our ex-attorney general saying that this needs to be handled. Eric Holder says safety is an issue with cash. We're going to have cash all over the place and just from a law enforcement perspective, we need to be dealing with this issue. So, what we have is cannabis being labeled as a Schedule One drug. Schedule One drug means that there is no currently accepted medical use for this product, which we all know is untrue. There is a high potential for abuse. <sighs> Iffy. I don't know about that. Abuse is a big word. These are other drugs that are on this list with cannabis. Heroin. LSD. Peyote. Ecstasy. Crystal meth. Um, with it being classified as a Schedule One drug, Researchers can't study this, um, can't use medically. That's been a problem for a long time. We have, in 2005, the feds pass uh, a memorandum saying that we are not going to mess with cultivators or dispensaries. 2005. Now we have this Controlled Substance Act, the CSA of 2011, that still is classifying cannabis as a Schedule One drug. There were some problems with what, how are we going to do this? It's legal in the state. It is illegal federally. Companies need to have access to banking. Okay, 
so we have 2013. The Department of Justice passes or sends out this, the very famous Cole Memo. The Cole Memo is three pages, I believe, and it's it's a letter to all the state attorneys, state attorney generals, um, state state attorneys, um, to give them guidance on how to deal with cannabis legal cannabis they were going to be focusing on the serious offenders and not your not your tokers not as far north tokers they had eight points that they thought were crucial to follow I'm just going to review them this is straight from the James M. Cole Deputy Attorney General August 29th 2013 okay what the federal government is very concerned about are these eight things. If the states are proving that they can keep these eight things uh, protected, then federal government will not get involved. And that's what the job of our local governments and state governments has been to do. We have passed it, so their job has been to create regulation strong enough so that the feds won't come in. Um, a lot of people are complaining about regulations, but it's it's part of a bigger game we're playing. If if they don't, the feds will come in and shut everything down. So, two are eight things. Number one, prevent the distribution of marijuana to minors. Okay, right there, it's in our regs. Nothing under twenty-one. That's going to be a big deal. If you are not preventing minors to get a- access to cannabis in a retail shop, cultivator, manufacturer, um, tester, they're going to shut you down. Next, preventing revenue from the sale of marijuana from going to criminal enterprises, gangs, and cartels. It's very important. They do not want um, the idea of this going to organized crime. Preventing the diversion of marijuana from states where it is legal under state law in some form to other states. Big problem in Colorado right now with other states um, filing um, federal complaints that their cannabis is getting in, their legal cannabis in Colorado is getting into their states. Um, I do not remember which two they are. I would just be guessing. Um, yeah, I'd just be guessing. It went, it went through the one that is not. Um... We shouldn't have a problem with that. We'll be going into Canada. Maybe Canada can cause a problem. Um, planes, it's not going to be as much of an issue as in Alaska as it is in other states. Number four, preventing state-authorized marijuana activity from being used as a cover or pretext for trafficking of other illegal drugs or other illegal activity. So if you have a cannabis shop and you're selling heroin out the back door, that's a no-go. Makes sense? Number five, Preventing violence and the use of firearms in the cultivation and distribution of marijuana. So, does this mean no firearms in cultivation centers for protection? In some ways, I think it does. Not armed guards in your retail spot, which do you want in anyway? You don't want to set up a place where people feel scared to come in. (laughs) They see an armed guard at your door. Uh, Why do I want to go in there? Number six, 
preventing drug driving and the exacerbation of other adverse public health consequences associated with marijuana use. Okay, so we've got our DUI. We've got our um, new testing that's going to be happening. I'm not sure how it works. I would love to be involved in that test because there's two different types of THC. One is gone in an hour, um, two hours. One stays in your system for a month. So the old test would catch that old THC when you were not under the effects of THC, but you would still be um, positive P-tests. Seven, preventing the growing of marijuana on public lands and the attendant public safety and environmental dangers posed by marijuana production on public lands. Okay, so it's going to be keeping them all off of all the parks. You can't be smoking in parks, you can't be taken into parks, you can't be growing in parks. It just says growing, it doesn't say smoking, does it? No, here it is. Number eight, preventing marijuana possession or use on federal property. We have a lot of federal property in Alaska. Huge amount of federal property. So, um, those are the eight. Quickly, again, to recap, keep it away from minors. Organized crime, don't let it get into other states. Not a cover for a harder drug store. Um, no violence and guns. No DUI. Can't grow on public lands and keep it off of federal property. Okay, so with those eight main areas of the coal memo, those tied directly into banking. Here's our chance, everyone. Banking. We've got to find a bank that'll take our money. And right now, it doesn't say that all marijuana businesses don't have banks. It says some. And after I go through this list, you might understand why some don't have banks and why some do. When you go to a bank, they're going to assess you like any other business on your risk. What they're going to ask you are, what are your very specific business objectives? What are you doing? They're going to want to see a business plan. If you walk in and say, I'm going to be selling pot, they're not going to like that. They're not, not really going to be wanting to look in your money. Um, they're going to be evaluating your risk. How much are you dealing in? How much How much property do you have? How big is your your operation? What kind of... What kind of risks? Do you have someone coming and getting it from you and selling it from the cultivator? Or are you delivering it to dispensaries? Those are going to be questions asked when banks are determining whether they're going to take your money. They're going to be looking at your ability to manage the risks. There are going to be risks. You're going to need to show them your plans. You're going to need to show them your security plans. The next one that is extremely important is customer due diligence. They are going to make sure you are professional, that you're walking in, you have things ready when they ask for it. When they ask for things, you can provide them. They are going to be verifying your state and local license. If you don't have one of those, see ya. Makes sense. They're going to look over your application. They're going to make sure everything I's dotted, T's crossed. They're going to do a request to the Marijuana Control Board. Get information from them. Again, business plan. They're going to look at your business plan. If you don't have one, start writing. They're going to be reading the newspaper. They're going to be looking at social media. They're going to be monitoring public sources of information about your business. 
if you're appearing in the newspaper negatively a lot, a bank is going to be unlikely to touch you. They're still going to be monitoring suspicious activity. If you seem suspicious about anything, if you're not answering questions right away, it's it's a big game right now. Um, and they're going to be refreshing information all the time. They want you to update it. If you don't tell them things changed, they're not going to be happy. All these things go back to the Cole Memo. Again, are you preventing violence and using firearms in your installation? Are you helping prevent DUI? Are you growing on federal lands? Are you promoting using on federal lands? Are you keeping it away from kids? Are you not promoting organized crime? Are you not selling heroin out the back door? Okay? <laughs> now, the law is they must, banks must report suspicious activity. Now, suspicious activity is going to be you growing cannabis. That is federally illegal. It is law that banks must file a report. There has been a new report made. It's it, they're, they're, they're referring to it as a SAR, a Suspicious Activity Report. Now, if the only reason the bank is filing this report under their monitoring of your suspicious activities, that it is only concerning the cultivation of cannabis, you will have a report titled Marijuana Limited SAR. It will only contain info on the business and names. It's only being filed because of marijuana. There is no other suspicious activity found. Now, if there is suspicious activity found, the bank feels like there's something going wrong when the, after they are dealing with you. They will send you a a marijuana priority SAR. You go to the top of the list because you're already using things. You're already using official bank um, structures. They want you gone. After that, there is a marijuana termination SAR. This is the final defense from the bank to protect them if they feel that you're involved in suspicious activity breaking any of those eight things of the Cole Memo. Um, if you try to go to a second bank, they're required to notify that second bank if they know that you have received a marijuana termination SAR. Some of the red flags that are going to be noted as suspicious. If you are using a marijuana business as the front, if they hear about it's not really a cannabis business. It's using for something else. Um, red flag. If you're unable to produce documents. If they ask you for a document and you're like, well, I can't really find it. i got to go back. i got to go look for it. And you don't get back to them in time. Red flag. You can't verify where your investments are coming from. We are not allowed to have outside investment outside of Alaska. If you cannot prove where your investments are coming from, red flag. If you're trying to conceal anything, if you, in, during interviews, if you appear um, shady or trying to hide something, red flag. If you receive any negative press, any, 
any bad story written about you, red flag. If there's any owners listed outside of the state, red flag. Also, if you are terming yourself a nonprofit organization, red flag. So, there is hope for all of us to get some banking. I'm hoping that our direction with cultivation and possible retail will do pretty good. I see no problem with any suspicious activity going on under state law. I think we're set. Um, Cole Memo. Learn it. Make sure nothing violates it. That's the first thing they're going to come at you for. Again, kids, organized crime, fronts, firearms, violence, uh, and then we got the federal property. All right. Good luck setting up your bank account. Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes on SoundCloud at Far North Tokers. See ya!